Hello and welcome to episode number two of the official Layers podcast overlay. I'm the founder of Layers, Liam McCabe. And I'm an illustrator and designer, Rayo Palmiste. And just before we get started, uh, if you're looking to support Layers or the Overlay podcast, uh, join. you can join Layers Plus today and gain access to additional features such as analytics, scheduling, profile customization, and more. And Overlay listeners can even get a 10% discount off the annual plan using the code OVERLAY10. Now we can get into it. Um, nice. Yeah, these podcasts will probably... Uh, stick to the same format agenda for the time being uh we'll, we'll probably do the first half or first third just talking about layers uh, the updates what's happened in the past uh, week or two and then new things coming as well and then in the second half or the second third of the podcast we'll just talk about some general news general design news uh, anything that's happened in the, in the past week or two um nice so yeah let's dive into layers um so yeah, in the past week or so, or two weeks, shall I say, uh, the colors feature went live. Um, so on the uh, nav bar at the top uh, on layers, you'll see the colors link now, and that links to a, a color library, basically. Um, so you'll, you'll see a trending tab and a recent tab, and basically, these are all colors that have been uh, extracted from a layer to create a palette, or they've been extracted from a, a palette that has been created using the new palette generator. Um, so you can switch between uh, whichever colors are being liked the most or the latest. And you can also filter by different shades. So like the standard uh, rainbow, Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, that sort of thing. Nice. And clicking into each color, we'll actually show you way more detail uh, in terms of conversions. So you can see all the different the different measurements like hex, RGB, CMYK, HSB, etc. Uh, as well as variations like shades, tints, tones, hues, and hovering over these, you can um, copy the hex code for each color. Um, and then there's also uh, some information about harmonies, so different color palette um, generation models, I think they're called. Um, so things like complementary, triadic, tetradic, and square. And then also a bit of information about blindness, uh, color blindness, and contrast, as well as um some layers at the bottom because we're just testing out the uh search by color and for some colors uh you will see some layers that are using those colors i guess in uh probably filtered by the most dominant color um so we're just testing that out and then um once uh we've done a bit more testing we'll put that on the search the actual search page and you'll be able to filter by color um, which has been a feature that's been requested by quite a few people and I think um, a lot of people have been disappointed that it's been taken away from other platforms but <laughs> it has just been added to layers which is good oh and uh, yeah so there's the colors 
um, page, which I, I guess is like a library. It's similar design to the explore page for layers. Um, and then there's also the palettes, so you can switch to palettes and see all the palettes uh, that have been generated. And yeah, similar to colors, you can like and you can uh, filter by certain color to see palettes dominant, that have a dominant color of purple, blue, yellow, etc. And then you can also uh, click on the new palette button to create your own palette. And uh, yeah, so you can uh, uh, select your palette generation model like monochromatic, complementary, uh, all the things I just said. And <laughs> you can lock colors, you can delete colors, you can add colors, you can move colors around, you can um, you can even uh, select uh, change change uh, the shade of a color, um, and also undo and redo uh, changes that you've made. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be very useful. And um, um, yeah, uh, whenever you're go. Uh, uh, I'm playing around with it right now. It's 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 working well, working as expected. Uh, but but, but, uh, but I realized that uh, you can't name a palette, can you? You can't. Yeah, actually, it, it the the functionality is in the database. I've just not uh, included the the field. Mm. Let's say, mm-hmm. which is probably quite vital, really. I guess, isn't it? Well, I feel I feel like uh, functionally, it doesn't matter much. At least to me, it doesn't matter much. Uh, but what I was uh, what I was thinking about was that um, some like other some other um, color palette tools I think I've used in the past they sort of somehow automatically generate the name for the palette uh, or for mm. a color and sometimes it can be really from left field like Shrek green <laughs> or something like that which is slightly <laughs> amusing like an extra little piece of a piece of trivia to the color itself even though it doesn't really matter what it's called most times but that's what yeah. i was wondering yeah so i i did think of a a couple of things so there is there is something on github which is like a um an aggregate of all the different color names because mm-hmm. there's, there's 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 some variations from um uh, like the the CSS color name standards to uh, God, what 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 are these? There's there's a, a list of color names on Wikipedia. There's mm-hmm. a list. <laughs> One of them here is Olympian God Colors. What does that even mean? Right. <laughs> I would like that would be that would be interesting enough for me to investigate. Like, what is what does this mean? <laughs> there's, there's also there's also one for military paint. It's it's quite interesting because um, it, it goes to show how many colors there are and how many haven't been named. Right. Because it's 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 literally doing every every color right every variation every uh, everything decimal. I think yeah on on the on this GitHub it says 0.18 percent of the RGB color space has been named. <laughs> oh my god. Not even 0.2%. Yeah, yeah. So I I was but I I think it would be nice to actually have names, right? And I I, I would like to 
implement this. Um, and then it's just a case of um, for the rest of them, do you just do no names or do you try and figure out what the closest name is? Or like you said, do you, do you come up with like a random a random name but somewhat somewhat relevant <laughs> right right you can like so, uh, yeah it's uh if you like if you want to infuse it at least with some functionality like i would think my, like my username or my name plus color palette plus incremental number like one two three four but that yeah, that's yeah. like a safe option yeah. a more interesting option would be calling it like world war one blue or something like that. <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> That's a horrible dark shady blue, right? That right. <laughs> so so there's there's options, I think. Yeah. No, I I, 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 I do agree. Having names does make sense, especially when you look at the actual library pages and you just see colours and palettes, you're like what yeah, it'd be nice if uh there was a name or some 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 sort of descriptive word that implies what to use yeah. this for i mean yeah yeah yeah. A yeah a lot of a lot of it's obvious but i guess if you're searching for like luxury or actually that, this is actually i did yeah go on. this is exactly where my mind was going as well uh as i said as you said that it was uh uh because i feel like a lot of when you're dealing with colors in in this manner, where you're creating palettes, you're 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 finding colors, you're dealing with an overwhelming amount of information. Like it's a it's a wallpaper, like it's tapestry, right? It's it's a it's a wallpaper of it's it's a yeah, yeah. sort of like a, a an ocean of colors, and you try to find something to sort of relate to there. So if you can call something like a, a, a ruby red or like uh, emerald green or something like that that it's easier to relate yourself at least to or whatever you're finding the pro finding the color for there's like a semantic connection there that you can make even though the color yes. whatever the color like let the color be what it is it's just what you call it is what matters yeah no definitely yeah i think i i originally had some um in the sidebar some more filters and they were like styles and themes and mm -hmm. uh, some of them were like christmas or halloween or warm yeah. or cold yeah um so yeah I, d I definitely should implement those but at the same time yeah if there was just a search box uh even just a search at the top and you could search yeah. just any any word that would be yeah. pretty incredible right. i think i think i i think i briefly looked into ai uh, yeah. like ChatGPT, ChatGPT, see if it could do that. And I think it, I think it can do that. Um, like I'm, I'm on it now. So like, if uh, generate me a sunset color palette, Ooh, or, or, or you probably, or you probably like phrase it like, generate me a color palette based on the words. And then just do like a list of words. But I think it, what it's actually doing now is actually generating an image, which is probably the best method actually. Uh, but if it, if if it, well, if it's if it's creating an image though, that's going to be more expensive. Which is uh, oh yeah, 
Yeah, image image generation is more expensive, and then image analysis is even more expensive. Because I looked in, I looked into, uh, well, months ago I was like, um, wouldn't it be cool if you could have like AI generated reviews? Because you can upload like a, a UI design and ask ChatGPT to critique the design, and the Ooh. feedback is actually the feedback is actually half decent. It's it's yeah. not actually that bad. Um, and I'm, I'm still I'm still interested in doing it. I think it w- I think it would be quite fun, especially just to trial it. Like if you upload uh, a layer and then uh, moments later you get your first comment, and I guess it would be a bot, so it wouldn't be that great. But <laughs> it, would be, it would be layers bot saying, "Oh, cool. Uh, have you but, thought about adding more? Have you, have you thought about adding more contrast or something like that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. Would there be a way to 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 tune the bot in terms of personality? Like, can you make it be mean? <laughs> make it be <laughs> just completely harsh and like yeah. roast 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 the layer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I so mean, it's, you, and if I, it's, you and I would love that, Rare, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the broader public. Yeah, maybe maybe that happen. would actually maybe that would actually lead to uh, the first layers plus uh, layers press. <laughs> Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something that offends people at a at a mass scale. <laughs> this does the new design platform community. It has a bot that just insults its users. Yeah, and and if it, but if you say if you say that the feedback it gives you is half decent, then it means that it, if you intentionally want it to be harsh, then it's not going to it's not going to insult you in a way that you can sort of you know brush it off. It's gonna find something <laughs> that's gonna be painful for you to accept, so it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be it would be funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, for like one day, like April first, it'll be like a bloodbath. But the other uh, other part of the year will be fine. <laughs> mate, that is that is a good idea. Actually, April first, April first, I think would be ideal. Right. I could also get it. I could also get it to. Um, like randomly post as well maybe um like because it can generate images right so i'll just tell it to like oh every few hours <laughs> well if, if it's just a day like every hour generate uh an image of a ui or something yeah yeah but then but then oh, do you, you can't do it under layers bot because then it's too obvious you'd have to create like a, a random user so people are like oh what the hell is this right hmm. <laughs> right hmm. so It'll be it'll be interesting, but now of I course mean, the, the cat is out of the bag. If you yeah if we're yeah talking like about no, it, no one's no one's listened to this podcast at the moment. So those true. who know those that's those true. people who know we, we yeah those will be uh, devout <laughs> listeners, <laughs> and they'll be they'll be in on the gag. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's colors and palettes. But yeah, I'm 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 glad to get it off my shoulders uh it took a little longer than i was i was hoping uh partly due to um i don't know i just wasn't sure when to finish it or just call it version one basically and, and get it out the door um, yeah yeah but you feel you feel there. you feel like that those sort of decisions um when you now 
when you're working on a feature, uh, do you feel like you're getting better at making that decision or not? Meaning that like, okay, this is good enough, we can publish this or no, I'm gonna work on X amount of time on this a little bit more. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's like, uh, you know, the sunk cost fallacy or, or whatever it is. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cause the colors was always like 78% done. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I just need to, I just need to, yeah, fix fix the bugs and then deploy One final something. Push. Yeah, deploy something that's somewhat useful. It's just like, mm-hmm. what 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 would what would those useful qualities be? And I think mm-hmm. um, I think it was the palette generator basically. Um, so I had all the libraries done, the color libraries and the palette libraries done, but it's like. Uh, are they going to be useful? I mean, people might browse through them occasionally, but mm, the power well, generator did. would would actually be helpful, I think. Yeah, it did. It did. I saw some people on on Twitter saying that this is the this is what this was one of the last functions that they used Dribble for, and now that layers yeah. is able to sort out colors as well, uh, there's no reason to stay stick with Dribble. <laughs> Is... So so blunt. <laughs> that it was what he said, not what I said. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, yeah, I think it's. I've I've always uh, wanted to have uh, just a color library on layers, and I don't see it. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, it'll probably always be on there because I think it's just good to have a record of any design related. Uh, thing and colors is one of those. So why, for why sure. wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to have like a color dictionary or library and for sure and tools that assist you in uh, your des- your daily design? So like like uh, next next thing I would if if we're, if we're thinking about fi- sim- features similar to color li- color library and palettes like that, I would uh, next thing I would go for is like a, a font pairing. Uh, a font pairing sort of a function function where, mm. where you can have an access to a font library and, and save save pairings uh, or save certain sets of fonts and stuff like that or typefaces that would be interesting yeah, I, d- I don't know how you get access to fonts but yeah uh, I did, yeah I did I did briefly think of that as well because there there's a there's a couple of color uh generators out there on online that have started yeah. like offering up a font library and i was like oh yeah, i wonder if i wonder if layers could also add a font library but yeah like i say i don't really know how how that would how that would work that's another uh, like a that's another deep rabbit hole to deep rabbit hole to go down to because yeah, you could you could you could do it like a google web fonts type thing and, and just have all the free fonts um, yeah, but it's not about the free fonts, is it? <laughs> it has to be. It has to be like done by a super small foundry by yeah, hand, and then, and then yeah, curating all the foundries as well. I think right. Yeah, I think it would, it would just be a lot of it would just be a lot of manual work. I think hundred percent. Like, How do you update that library? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> unless, unless there's like a font API, which I highly doubt there is, that just like fetches all the fonts in on the web. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But no, I, I would also like that. That that would be cool. Yeah, just going on layers, you can find your colours, find your fonts. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be that's a sick idea. Um But yeah, enough about colours. Holy crap. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, the other things that uh, went live were quite small, um, but quite little fun things that I've always wanted to do. Um, one of them is a a new... Uh, actually, this was based on feedback. So someone was uh, complaining that the password verification uh, errors and uh, prompts weren't that great. Like you'd, you'd fill in a password and it'd be like, oh, this isn't long enough. And then you'd... you'd add more characters and you'd be like oh this is missing an uppercase like it was throwing you all the errors one at a time <laughs> ah, <laughs> which yeah, is I get it. which is which is a good test of patience really uh, <laughs> so the people, the people got through the people that got through it are very patient <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which is a good quality to have oh no that I is just true lost my... um but yeah so uh yeah decided to implement if you got your password wrong then it just gives you all the requirements uh uh, which is basically the AWS Cognito requirements, um, which is good. And then once you've done that, you go to the verify screen, um, and now there's a, a proper component for filling in your one-time password. So before it was just a text input, but now it's uh, uh, six individual uh, inputs, and you can paste into it, and it auto-submits. It's just uh, a lot of little big details, you know? Um, yeah. Quality just, of life just, improvements. Yeah, just a bit of a bit of polish. Um, yeah. And and yeah, another thing is um, these haven't gone live yet, but they probably will be as of uh, when this goes live. Yeah. Uh, well, the podcast. Um, but I've added these login modals, so I'm I'm trying to I'm. I'm trying to reduce the amount of time that people are jumping around layers, especially unauthenticated users. So like, because uh, before um, I wouldn't display anything like the, the like buttons or add to group or the following tab yeah. uh, for, for non-logged in users. But then I was like, maybe I should display them. And then when you go to click on them, it takes you to the login page so it's like the feature is there like if you're making that action it surely yeah. implies that you want to do it so you may yeah. be more enticed to sign up when you actually get to that page so this, so yeah so i go on. this yeah it's uh i feel like this is such a um such a product design problem to solve because <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're signed out there's no reason for you to have the like button there because you're signed out you cannot like this like it doesn't it doesn't turn up in the system in any in any way however yeah. if you put your growth hat on then it's like ah oh, well <laughs> if you want to like it then you have to sign up and then you have to log in for it so there's angles yep. here that are not ob immediately obvious i think yeah yeah i guess i guess it's all an experiment because like uh layers used to be completely uh uh what's well, the waitlisted but completely private yeah. like it, it was hidden by hidden behind a log, login page but now now everything is uh uh viewable read only um but yeah have it's you just getting 
Have you considered making profiles private or giving an option for a private profile? Mm. Um, I don't I know what considered... I would use it for, but... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't considered private profiles. I've, I've considered like um, private groups and a, like having your own private uh team space that kind of angle but never private yeah. profiles i mean private profiles might be cool um i don't know it feels it's like almost a, like it's almost like a private uh portfolio as well you know when you need a password everything's yeah, nda yeah. and yeah like i i get why people i get why people want to be private on twitter or get to be private on want to be private on instagram for example but to be to have a private profile on layers that feels like an extra level of gatekeeping to me or like i i don't mm. know i i would do it um but i feel like you're say you're what you're saying is you're not good enough to view my work is like the, the message that it gives out to me. <laughs> oh, so like, it's, a, it's a personal request, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it says to me. If if I'm seeing, we are not worthy of seeing Rayo's work. We can only yeah. see three at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like the that's the thing. But uh, uh, when you think about it, uh, Dribble has some sort of like a strange feature called low profile shots. Which... Yeah, I think I think I think they wanted to um basically try and show people's best work. Right? They didn't they didn't want they want to try and reduce the low quality posts. Uh, yeah, but where is so... the I feel like it's maybe maybe it's more of a philosophical question then, but why is the f- low quality post? Like why if you feel like it should be low profile then why post at all? I think I think uh, isn't it automatic? I think is is it not based on like likes and views and stuff like that? No, you have to specifically select one of your works to be low profile. It's a decision uh, you make. Interesting, right? Interesting. So it's just but like, that yeah. that might be might have been just a the feature they forgot about, and that's just how it is. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it, it would make sense that you want to have some sort of curation of your work, right? So you you probably want your best work at the top, maybe. Yeah, they um, give options for that on how the work is presented, but mm. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know. Um. But yeah, so. Uh, all those, all those password verification, one-time login models. It's yeah, it's all like this um, growth type stuff. I hate, I hate the term growth hacking and like, <laughs> but it, it's yeah, it's it's more, <laughs> it's more trying to get people over that initial step. You're like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I should sign up. Should I sign up? It's like, yeah. oh, if I'm liking something, um, maybe I will, maybe I will sign up. I guess that there is a fine line between um, pissing people off. It's like, oh, why can't I do this? It's it sucks. I don't want to have to create an account. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's always just uh, discovery, right? We won't know until we until we do it. Um, yeah. But yeah. people 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 expect a lot for free these days. Like, um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Depend like 
depends on like um who do you who do you want to aim the product for right mm. like people who use layers and like there's a i feel like there's a um, well first of all it's it's still waitlisted so you personally let people in so that's like one it, stop like one stop they have to go through um but i feel like they're yeah. quite like um i don't know how to describe it like tech, tech, like well well aware uh people yeah uh, but still st- yeah. sometimes you see even on layers like sometimes you just see stuff like what is this like how did this happen <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i mean yeah it is it is waitlisted and uh, I think the waitlist has always helped from the beginning to get going because people yeah. are like, oh, what's this? Yeah, I think it it basically was, I saw it more as a, a marketing gimmick rather than um, mm. exclusivity. Mm. Yeah, like, Because uh, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to prevent anyone from signing up to theirs. Um, sure, that might result in uh, a range of different quality uh, layers being posted, but I yeah. see that more as a a problem with uh, the feeds or whatever powers the feeds. If it's an algorithm or whatever, like if you're not showing people what they want to see, yeah, it's a uh, it's an algorithm problem as opposed to a data problem, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like uh, uh, to me, it's. Uh like social media in general, but layers or, or Dribble or Instagram or Behance, it's a it's much more of a tool than anything else, I think. And I think that's a wise, a wise way of thinking about it is if it's not working for you, like if you keep complaining about X, Y, or Z, well, you're probably not using the tool right. Like you have to, you have to understand that you're a part of this relationship with the tool. So you have yeah. to you have to make effort for it to work for you. But yeah, but also the fact that we we just all started somewhere, right? We were all we were That's all junior true. once. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, 100%. and if if you're junior and you and you want to be a part of a community, I'm I'm not going to stop you. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and it's it's super. That's I feel like that's when you're a junior or even like a midweight designer. Um, I feel like the community aspect of it. Or the community aspect of interacting with other designers on on platforms is super important because they can tell you, they can offhand tell you something that's gonna be incredibly valuable for you, but you haven't just haven't gotten to that part of figuring it out yourself yet. So yeah, exactly. Like communities are a very young uh, uh, age is probably the wrong word, but. Um, uh, in your career very early stage like uh, people and community and uh, being yeah. around people that are amazing and there, can give you advice is probably yeah and there's also like a, there's also I would say like a, not naivete but you know when you're sort of 10, 15, 20 years into your career you're sort of not you know, you know you're not cynical but you're sort of skeptical or pessimistic about things <laughs> but if you're in your first two years of your career you're super excited about everything. Like you have tons of energy to do everything. <laughs> so, so if the community is right there exactly for that, for so for you to to sort of live it out in in some way, be excited about it. This with other people, 
which multiplies yeah. the, the enjoyment. But like people later in their careers, I, I don't see this anywhere else but tech where like people who are going from midway to senior start thinking about like going going living in the forest and farming for 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 a living <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is about tech what it does to people like that but that's like a that's a that's a trend i've noticed yeah maybe uh, is it not just uh desk jobs just sitting yeah, at a you're computer probably right. yeah you're probably like right. people people just have had enough and the eye strain of yeah a lot of a lot of strain yeah but yeah like you're they you're, your life is passing you by without you even realizing it <laughs> yeah like a uh, um uh, a, a montage or whatever a time lapse of you just at the computer and the the world is going by outside your window <laughs> right 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 exactly people like people that. Da- dancing in the street being very happy yeah and you're, you're look at this icon i made <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's yeah you get to like not like a midlife crisis but like a some sort of like a professional crisis for sure <laughs> but i i think we yeah we touched on um junior and i and, <clears throat> and sharing work and i think a lot of yeah. designers are very hesitant in sharing work in progress like they always want to share the the best stuff or the or the stuff that they're ninety percent done right, yeah. And so, yeah. and so that that would that would probably obviously differ between seniors and juniors. But um, I'm kind of hoping uh, the work in progress section on layers can yeah somewhat be built out a bit more. Uh, I've I've included the the sidebar again. So back when layers joined, shortly after there was. A sidebar that just said um nice. this is this is uh the work in progress hub it's a place for work in progress and constructive feedback like and if you tag any of your layers with the work in progress tag then it will appear in the work in progress hub basically and nowhere else and then it, and then also in the sidebar there's like the most recent feedback so mm-hmm. anyone who's left a comment on a layer or, or, or left some feedback is displayed in the sidebar so it's just an attempt at trying to encourage feedback and i think layers can do a lot more here and i'd love to do a lot more in trying to i think it's more encouraging individuals to leave feedback um essentially just give back to the community especially if you're seniors i think i might have to uh basically set um uh god i always i always get my mind just goes blank with vocabulary it's so annoying um, <laughs> but set, set, set a good set a good example um by probably starting leaving feedback myself like i need to leave feedback on almost every layer and work in progress and just like spend spend like half a day um uh, going through each layer and just suggesting changes, s- saying what's good and improvements. Yeah. Um, and I think um, I'm also going to bring back layers. Also had annotations, so like yes. like Figma, like Figma, you can leave a comment um, and pin it, pin it, actually pin it on the on the layer. So yeah. 
definitely once 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 that is back um i'm definitely going to start leaving feedback on everything posted in work in progress um and then it's just a, a case of trying to encourage others to do that um thoughts okay. right yeah it's uh yeah you're right i should spend more time in the work in progress page more and i should post more stuff into work in progress as well but also it's very easy to feel like um feel naked you know uh to mm. post things into work in progress where it's like it's not the f- typical thing what i post it's not like a ready thing but it's sort of halfway there um which it, it could be uh, interesting for for others to see but it's just you feel extra i feel like you feel extra vulnerable vulnerable yeah from that yeah i mean i guess it doesn't have to be completely work in progress it can be somewhat of a finished product it's just more about the feedback and getting constructive mm-hmm. feedback um especially yeah. for especially for juniors i think yeah. uh but yeah that's that's i think that's definitely i've decided that's definitely something i'm gonna try and do as i build this work in progress section out I'll, yeah. i will i will leave feedback make more of an effort to leave feedback and annotations uh, annotations would help a lot i think if you can when you can when you have the ability to specifically point to an icon or point to a button or uh, a layer of text etc et that would be i think um, helpful because other like otherwise it's sometimes it's kind of difficult to understand what what people mean yeah like english is not yep. everyone's first language some people are just using literally google translate so it's it's, and also it's just it's you have to you have to use so many more words right just to explain what you mean it's like yeah. oh the button underneath yeah the other red button you're exactly like, oh. like and in a ui in a ui design which consists of buttons good luck <laughs> <laughs> i am standing next to the tree <laughs> yeah it's like it's, you, need a, you need a google maps directions to get to the to even get to the point where you're trying to arrive <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm 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 yeah i'm excited about uh those new improvements coming and um actually, actually hoping to do a bit of a collaboration with a, a creative agency where well the there'll Ooh. be like a there'll be like a, a feedback i think we probably talked about this in the previous podcast but uh there'll be like a a day or a certain period of time that they'll dedicate to giving uh, professional feedback um so yeah as soon as i've built out uh the new page and annotations uh nice. that will that will be following shortly which will be nice. awesome yeah. uh that does lead me on to another thing which is uh there's gonna be uh les first competition or challenge happening and Beautiful. it's actually it's actually going to be happening tomorrow, which when you're listening will be last Thursday. Yeah. Last week, last week on Thursday, uh, yeah. which is also when we're going to go live on product hunt. Oh, holy shit. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully we did well on product hunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, product hunt is, is pretty much only just a day type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 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 that, it's just uh, new products each day. Um, yeah. But the 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 competition that's going to happen is 
will probably last a lot longer, uh, probably two weeks or a month, a month at tops. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a collaboration with my buddy Tobias, who works on Supernotes. And the competition is going to revolve around creating a app icon for Supernotes. Because um, a lot of uh, Supernotes users have been interested if uh, there are going to be any variations on uh, app icons, because mm. it's, it's quite popular to have a bunch of variations these days if you, and, you use any sort of... Yeah, it, yeah. there's, there's a... Like, I feel like it's a given now nowadays that you expect a lot of icons because people are sort of they're very passionate about how their home screen looks like right like it's fully black or it's fully white etc yeah um, but also there's i think i see this most on twitter and less on dribble uh, a little bit on layers as well but there's less traffic for it uh, like people making killer app icons like stunning pieces of art the the yep. feature I think feature details that will never be seen on the actual icon like when you're actually using it you will never see it but it's <laughs> it's there and it's important for the maker and in this sort of like a display format when you can show it off in in high high resolution then you can see it but it's it makes it it, it makes really feel, one feel like insufficient when you see one of those icons mm. yeah. Yeah, so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that because it'll be. Um, I've always wanted to have have layers host some uh, challenges and competitions, so this is going to be the first one. So it's going to be uh, a little bit of an experiment, but uh, yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be prizes. There's gonna be first, second, third prize, and we're gonna we're gonna give away a bit of cash. So first prize will get two hundred dollars, second hundred dollars, third fifty dollars, and then each. Each uh, one of those will also get a layers plus um, so, annual subscription and yeah. uh, a supernotes annual subscription. Are um, you gonna? Are, you cannot win, but are you gonna take part as well? You should. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna make myself win. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that that does beg the question: who? who wins i guess it'll be down to uh, i don't know maybe tobias has put it in the notes how he's going to choose the winner whether it's down to likes or his uh mm, I, yeah, I think his, it should uh, be whatever he thinks yeah i uh, like as a my two cents on it would be not likes but it's his app like it's his his product so i think he should get she he should get the privilege of picking the winners i think yeah, because you can I game think, the I likes. You can game the likes. The case. You don't? Cool. Uh, yeah, so that will be... That is happening right now. So you can head over to theirs and you'll see the uh, the competition. It will probably be um, linked pretty highly high up on the Explore page somewhere. So if you fancy a chance to win some of those prizes, a bit of cash, um, Good luck. feel free to enter. Yeah, feel free to enter. Um, and yeah, the, the competition actually with that comes a slight redesign of the layer page. Because uh, currently there's no real nice way to see 
uh, replies of a layer. So if you go on a layer now, there's a there's a arrow in the action bar at the bottom, yeah, uh, like a left arrow, left arrow, and you you click that, and it basically means you can reply to the layer or respond to it yeah. with your own yeah. with your own layer. But uh, currently, I think it only dis- it might not even display the replies. It might only display them in the next in the actual reply. Uh, but anyway, uh, for the for the competition, there will be a new layer page, and it will display all the replies, or in this case, all the entries. Um, and it's actually going to display them. Unless this changes, it's going to display them in the sidebar alongside the comments. Um, this is a podcast, so I cannot share you. <laughs> but yeah, um, basically. It's looking like comments and replies and then annotations are also going to go in the sidebar. So when you go on a layer, you'll be able to see all of that without scrolling, um, which I think, which I hope will be a bit better because at the moment, comments and all that get a bit lost, especially when you just go on a layer page. You're like, you might just scroll a tiny bit just to see the full layer and you're like, oh, cool. But you, you mm-hmm. might, you won't scroll down to... Uh, see all the other stuff yeah uh, so but basically the goal is to when you click a layer page um, display as much as possible above the fold um, including uh, the image layer actions comments annotations and replies mm-hmm. um, and then you'll be able to uh, click on the image or video to uh, scale it up in like a, a zoom type window nice. or something. Nice. So yeah, that, that 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 should be cool. I'm hoping that will also help in like encouraging feedback because uh, the yeah the comment the ad feedback ad feedback uh, input will just be there on the side. Um, so yeah, that 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 will be cool. And yeah, by the time this podcast goes live. That should also be live. Nice. Um, um, Christ, we're still talking about layers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is I've the topic. How, <laughs> uh, not completely, but I've always, yeah, I've always wondered how long we should go on for. The, but anyway, um, the other thing, the other layers news is we passed 1,000 members on Discord. Woo. Which means, which is good because uh, Discord uh, allows you to be discoverable on their directory. So if you are looking for a design community, a design server on Discord, we will now appear when you search for layers. Um, We'll probably appear when you search for design as well, but uh, pretty far down the page. (laughs) But hopefully in the future, we will... um, uh be right up there with all the other design communities yeah um yes on product hunt hopefully that went well yeah and are you are you ready for the potential traffic of product hunt (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i hope so yeah Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna i think there's one thing i can do which is set the database to auto scale um that sounds like an expensive option (laughs) 
Uh, well, it's 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 based on traffic, so you can also charge for traffic. So it's like a linear a, a linear thing. So uh, we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do as many optimizations as I can uh, before before uh, nice. before eight, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's 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 really hard to tell because yeah, you you don't know until it happens unless you've got prior experience to uh, facilitating X amount of traffic. Right. Um, yeah, you don't know, you don't really know what's gonna fall over, and especially when it's um, AWS is quite uh, uh, like bare bones. You basically need to know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it's not just like a uh, a, a Heroku or a, uh, a host uh, that's built on top of AWS. Like a lot of a lot of these um, one click install things or one click install website hosts are just built on top of AWS, right? So they make everything easy. So I'm kind of making it all hard for myself. <laughs> but, it, but, but it also means I have a bit more control and it's uh, a bit more cheap. Uh, well, it's yeah cheaper than uh, the, the hosts that handle everything for you. Um, okay. But yeah, on the day, I'll just, I'll just keep an, I'll keep an eye on, uh, uh, like metrics, database, RAM, Just CPU, all that, all that type of stuff. Because because we did have that issue a while back before. Yeah. Uh, kept getting kept getting five hundreds, and I was like, "What the? Hell? I don't know why we're getting five hundreds. Like the, the little five hundred page with the meme. People yeah, kept yeah, yeah. Send it, keep people kept sending sending it to me. I'm like, I don't know. The code looks fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything looks fine. And Must be yeah, uh, like. I can't imagine what it feels like where where all the companies uh, or like all the sort of situations where I've been beforehand with technical trouble like that. There's always somebody close to you who who you can escalate to, right? Like if something mm. breaks in the product, you know X Y Z dev. Like you can call call them up. Hey, this is not working. They go and call up their lead, like whatever they can figure it out. But you're all there by yourself. Like you, there's nobody for you to call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you say that, but I, I, I do, I can get AWS support. And uh, yeah. so AWS support, initially they have um, a very like 24 hour ticket support thing. Uh, and is that, which, is, that, is that actually reliable? Like, can you actually get somebody on the phone? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty re it's pretty reliable, um, and yeah, they they basically always try and solve your problem. And generally, every time I've spoken with them, they usually do end up solving my problem. But nice. um, yeah, that hmm? very nice. But yeah, there's the that's that's just like the standard support plan, and then uh, one up from that is. Uh, hundred dollars a month and you get a response within one hour um, so i had that i had that when um had a had a bit of data loss uh, a few weeks ago yeah so i was like holy crap lost all my backups do you have one help me um <laughs> you, can, 
you can label it as urgent, etc. And yeah, they got back to me on the weekend. And I guess, yeah, the, the, the more money you throw at these companies, uh, the quicker they're going to respond and the more expertise they'll give you. I think well, um, also, I remember reading it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember reading an article about um, one of those analytics companies. I think it was, uh, I can't remember actually, maybe Fathom or Plausible, someone like that. And they mm-hmm. were getting DDoSed heavily. And um, AWS has a, a DDoS um, protection plan or something. And it's, it's very expensive. It's uh, tens of thousands uh, mon- monthly or something like that. Wow. But, yeah, but once once you pay that, you have the best, some of the best DDoS uh, people uh, working for AWS, like working for you full-time, essentially, um, helping you solve the situation. So, I mean, yeah, because it's... Could, it's Good to have that sort of security on tap, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's obviously um, traffic from Product Hunt will be nothing like that. It'll be, uh, I I imagine, I think it's in the realm of 20 to 50,000 if you do well. Um, So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that should be fine. The layers to handle in its current state. Let's see, let's see. I'm very optimistic as well. Even though I know close to nothing about uh, this topic, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be uh, fine. Or right. <laughs> it, it it was fine. It was fine, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It was fine. <laughs> nothing to worry about. <laughs> It'd be so funny if just something dire went wrong. No, wait. That'll be that'll be horrible. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's pretty much all layers news now. So. Uh, let, nice. Let's move on. Let's segue into Rail. What we're going to talk about? <laughs> um, we can we can start with Sora. Yeah, I'm just realizing doing these podcasts, the art of the segue. You know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> but you realize because I, I listen to quite a lot of podcasts, and some people yeah. are. Some people are quite good at segues, but even even then, the the awful segues are, are just funny. <laughs> That's true. That, like, they have their own value. They have their own value. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, OpenAI uh, launched Sora, their um, new video AI generation yeah. uh, type thing. Did you did you check it out? Yes, and I can I can already tell you that it has had. Um, how do I say this? like an unintended or maybe it's intended it's probably intended but it had already has an effect on me in a way where like when it released it had huge huge amounts of hype behind it right so i had i had almost no chance to avoid it so i had looked at the videos i looked at what it could do and every day Mm. after that everything i've seen online like every video that i've seen i've had that thought in the back of my head is like is this real Sometimes it's very clearly it's yes okay this is real. Sometimes you almost start believing your own story. Like maybe this is, <laughs> maybe this is generated. <laughs> I, c- I kind of had that. I had that when um, you know Unreal Tournament uh, whatever oh, the yeah. next generation came out. Yeah. Unreal was it five uh, yeah. or something? Yeah, I had that one. Yeah, I saw that. Um, 
some guy made a video of a train station. Mm-hmm. <coughs> also, there was another video. Oh, it was actually a game, but it was a game based off. Um, damn, what is it? What, what is it? It's like Aerosoft. You know, when they go around derelict buildings shooting each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, are and, you talking about the body cam thing? Yeah, and it was when when the trailer was announced like people were like is this is this a game like right because it 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 just it looks so realistic i think it was the movements that the quality is the first thing that tricks you right you're like holy right. crap this looks this looks real but then on top of it it was like the sound effects the sound design was just perfect and the the movement right. of yeah, of of all the character animations. Oh my god! Like uh, I had a I had a very similar similar feeling or similar experience looking at the. I can't remember what the game's name is right now. I should look it up later. But it was uh, the whole premise of the game is that you're a cop, uh, at, but the game is played through the view of your body cam, mm. uh, and it's it's on the latest Unreal Tech, I think. And fuck. The, the premise is you go into a warehouse in a lo- active shooter situation. So you have your gun out. You know there's a guy in the in the warehouse shooting at you. It's a derelict, industrial, old warehouse. And it's, mm. it's made to look so real. And, you know, when you're looking at the body cam, you're sort of... You're sort of automatically deducting a bit of quality because the body cam is always sort of like... Uh, it's not the best type of quality that, that comes through that camera. Uh, yeah. And that combined with the with the highest level of tech, it's like I was looking at the trailer and my my palms were getting sweaty. Like I'm not gonna play this because this is like <laughs> this looks like this looks like too close to reality for me. <laughs> Un- Unrecord, I think that's what it's called. Unrecord. Ah, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's scary. But then, yeah, there was also there was that, and then there was um. Uh, the train one. If I just Google train station, unreal. And that, yeah, you're like you're you're like watching these things, and you're like, wait a minute, right, right. The, and the this fu- is the, the funny. The funny thing is, you're like you you don't you don't even think anything out of the ordinary because you're like, oh, this is just a train station. What what's happening? But yeah. then they like turn the they turn the scene to night, and it it, it all goes dark, and you're like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, what? It's yeah, a, it's, like it's a game. It's a it's a ah oh, jeez. Like you like the you feel like the rug is being pulled under from under you. Like in a way yeah. that you were deception. You were, I've been deceived. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been you've been deceived. Uh, not in a way that you were, you were expecting it to. You were like this is like you were already believing the story that was presented, and then. It was. Mm. It turns out it's not. It's not. It's not true. And then it turns out you believed it, and then it's sort of like this internal internal conflict. And bear in mind, like we're. I think we're both very sort of. Uh, how how do you say like uh, technology minded? Like we're aware mm. of what's going on. If you show yeah. this to your like your grandmother or your mom, like my mom, like wouldn't know the no difference <laughs> between yeah. what is generated and what is not. So the yeah. the meat the literacy that you would have to have to deduce what is real and what is not is like that bar is going higher and higher and higher and higher. Yeah, and I, I think uh, these OpenAI the the Sora I think they really 
they really focused on the quality. So I, I remember previous Clearly, video yeah. generation. Previous video generation obviously existed, but I don't think it was yeah. ever this high quality. And I think I think it I think it's the quality that really tricks you initially because you're like, holy crap, that looks real. But then as soon yeah. as you start looking more and more into uh, the background or specifically at this, this uh, certain objects, you're like, you're like, what the hell no, is going on? But think about this. And you- think about this. <laughs> literally, you're literally Neo in Matrix right now. Like, you, you, remember he had like he was he was supposed to look for like very fine details in the in matrix that gave it away that's not real we're literally yeah. doing the same thing right now like you're looking at that <laughs> video going huh like what <laughs> you're looking at like the like uh, like a, a fa- like a like a piece of fabric to tear like to pull to see if it's real mm. or not yes exactly and then i think i also saw on um on x twitter yeah. Um, one of the one of the sound AI companies. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Eleven or something? Elven. There must be eleven sounds. Um, but yeah, they did because obviously all these uh, Sora generated videos are yeah uh, without sound. But then yeah, this this uh, this sound AI generator generation company put their sound on top, and you're like, God damn, this is this is getting this is getting very convincing yeah like, we've, it's, we've made it's already at this stage yeah yeah it's already it's already at this stage now like in five less than five years yeah there's there's gonna be a very high level of fake content out there right that you're gonna really struggle to yeah yeah for <laughs> sure i think it's it's it, it started happening when with mid journey and stable diffusion but now you're adding mm. the animation and the quality of the sort of the the pretend pretended reality to it, and it's getting very scary very quickly. I think like I, I it's getting to a point where it, it's very like I don't how, how do you how are you supposed to tell what is true from what is right, and for mm. for for uh, what is true from what is wrong. Uh, uh, and sometimes it only takes like you don't have to fully believe that it's it's uh, it's made up or it's generated. All it takes is just doubt. Like you only have to doubt in the truth. I think for it yes. for the, for it to be effective. So it's getting it's getting yes. pretty scary. No, you're right. Yeah, there's there's the amount that it takes to trick your brain as opposed yeah. to completely replicate. Yeah. Uh, something real yeah. is obviously a lot less. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think in, in that regard, we're pr- these guys probably only halfway there, probably. And, the, and then yeah, it, you cannot stop this either. Like this is this is now like a snowball, <laughs> like speeding down the hill. There's no way of stopping Which, this anymore. Like the genie is out of the bottle. Do you want to stuff it, Ray? Do you want to stuff it? Uh, how, be, uh, like I'm. Uh, do you want I'm to go s- back to your shack? <laughs> I would like I'm I'm a I would say I'm a transhumanist like I'm I'm very interested in where the like what the end co- what the what the end goal of this is or where the snowball stops. 
Uh, oh, the, but that's the problem, be... though. They don't. They don't. They don't know, right? That's yeah. That's, <laughs> why, that's why they. That's why they love it so much because they don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It is. It is very. Um, like, the dire it's, consequences. It's, yeah, it's very ambiguous, comfortably. So I think. <laughs> so. But there's also people. Uh, also, people, just speculating. Um, about like digital content online and all these streaming services and when when this ai generation is going to come to them like ah, you can it'll get, i can it'll easily get you someday well i can easily imagine like if if netflix could generate every single one of their films yeah on their service yeah. and for like a tenth of the price they're going to do it right they're going like, to do it these, well, some of these films are like uh, 100 to 300 million, right? And if they can yeah. create a film for 10 million and make it's the same profits. It's an easy profits. decision. It's an easy yeah. decision. You're not going to even... There's not going to be like an argument. <laughs> that's, an, that's an immediate yes. <laughs> but but at the same also, time... Also just, also just imagine though the first person that... Uh, uh, proposes oh yeah we shot this we shot this film uh we're trying to sell it are you interested and then and then netflix watch netflix watches it and then they're at the end they're like oh yeah by the way we uh, generated this film you'd be like you what what yeah, right exactly that's <laughs> my exact reaction you what <laughs> just run out of the building what <laughs> <laughs> i like it would make me it would make me okay let mm, it's quite sad, a, really, isn't it? It's quite it is, sad. It is sad. The whole, hot, the whole production of film and TV just gone, or, very... not, not gone, but like downsized to a few people in their bedrooms. <laughs> I think, I th- yeah, I think it's uh, it will have some sort of an effect like that. But I feel like it's what it's going to do is going to increase the value of great human artists because I feel like what it's what like generated content is missing is other people want to know that somebody made this like somebody put some effort and sort of their emotion or their story into this and that is a huge Mm. part of the artistic process and other one other people want to see that they they want to believe that story with it with generated content you don't get that so yep but I spent I spent weeks, months designing this character. Row. I crafted him with my yeah. with my prompts, with my code. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's levels to it, I think. <laughs> so uh, it'll be. I I think I think if you're good at your craft, you will surf the waves. It's gonna be it's gonna be I think rough, but I think it will be like human artists will not go anywhere because that that need for that need for you to believe that somebody else made it either by their own hands or using digital tools uh, mm. outside of prompting I think that will yeah. be still very important to people. I think yeah, I, I agree to an extent, but I, I wonder what the percentage is going to be, right? Well, like think about many, it this way: many... do, do you have an Apple Watch? Yeah. Right, you have an Apple Watch. That's a very, very yeah. let's say very generic product, right? But it does a whole lot. Like it does an amazing, it has an amazing array of functions. Why do why 
do companies like Rolex and Patek Philippe still exist? They're yeah. fun. They functionally they don't rival the Apple Watch. Not even fucking close. They're not even in the same league. But yeah. it's hand built. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. Right. You're right. And mm. and uh, I saw a very short clip of um, you know who Gary Gasparov is, right? Say again. You know who Gary Gasparov is, right? I don't think so. He's a... Gary Gasparov, the chess player. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay, so the short story is he was the he was one of he's arguably one of the greatest chess players of all time. He was the first one to lose to Deep Blue, which is a, a chess playing computer that was developed to beat humans in chess. And Gary was the first one. Uh, he he won Deep Blue, but he also lost. And I saw a short clip of him going through that experience of losing to a computer because nobody, no human player has had at that time lost to a computer yet. And then mm. he lost. There was a huge tournament. It was a huge, like, that was it for chess. He thought, like, that's it. Mm. Like, we don't need human players anymore because I was, I'm the great, I'm the champion of chess right now, and I was defeated by it by a computer. Turns out that he wasn't right, and he was he was very. He was depressed, uh, but that depression sort of, I don't want to uh, sort of put words in his mouth, but it was a. Uh, he found joy after that defeat because even though we have computers right now who can defeat any human uh, without a doubt, like there's not even a, even Magnus Carlsen, who's the best player of all time, probably there's yeah. there are computers out there who will defeat him every like ten times out of ten times. So there's not even a chance. But human players still exist. Like the that sort of human that culture still exists humans still play chess yeah. with, with each other they still want to figure out like who the fuck is the best chess player like we know we need to know yeah yeah i think you're right i think yeah a lot of the human elements in human competition will prevail because you'll 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 want to you want to watch um yeah humans uh whatever they're doing you, yeah. Do you want to probably probably more than AI? I do you want to watch your robots play football, or do you want to watch like Messi and Ronaldo play football? Like, which is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to think human. <laughs> but yeah, because there's because I think I think that's, and I think the reason why we think that or we want to see Messi and Ronaldo. Even though they're great players as they are, there's still a there's still a re, there's still a chance of fucking it up, right? There's still a chance for failure. But if you have a team okay. of robots who can play like uh, an amazing game every time, never lose, then it takes the it takes the joy out of it. I think I think with uh, sports and like robots, I probably also watch robot. I would uh, watch it, yeah, for, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 I, especially it, it American. Just, it would just be, it would just be different, right? Because it has that yeah. physical aspect, and there's, yeah. there's no, I don't know, maybe, maybe they could somewhat perfect it. Uh, like, imagine how but, hard a robot, a robot can kick a ball. 
right? Yeah. It, it will be like a, it'll be like a cannon, <laughs> just or they or how fast yeah. how fast they can run and react to developing situations. <laughs> it'll be like watching the agents from Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just trying to think what the competition would be, and I guess it would be it would who be runs like out of, yeah, who runs out of battery first? Yeah, it would be like batteries, and it would be like AI models, and it would be like um, how how they're built. Like if they've yeah. got four arms, six arms, or, or whatever the oh, yeah, yeah, optimized, yeah, 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 optimized skeleton for football. Because it's like robot wars, you know, like like yeah, they yeah, all have yeah. their own, they all have their own different design and weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 like angry, angry lawnmowers. <laughs> Oh man, what a what a what a crazy future! <laughs> but we're heading there. Like we're like the we're already sort of stepping outside of like the purely digital, purely digital realm where you see these like like it feels like almost every day there's a new company making some sort of a new robot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to see what will happen with these robots and these rockets. Once they're like, if if these ro- these robots will just change flipping everything, man. Like if you mass produce these robots and they can walk around your house and they can they can clean your house, they can make you make you food. Like fucking hell, humans are either going to become very lazy or very specialized. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's sort of like a it's sort of like a it's a it's a. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. It's a type of futuristic future where I don't know what to... Like, there's going to be some sort of an interesting, pragmatic, capitalistic twist to it, but I don't see what the twist is yet. Like, there's a there's something there that makes... It, there, there will be something there that sort of... Uh, like, it cannot be... It cannot be, like, rainbows and sunshine. Like, there has to be some sort of a catch somewhere, but I don't know what the catch <laughs> is. <laughs> And that's scary. That's, <laughs> that's your pessimism, your skepticism, and yes, yes, there probably will be something like that. Yeah. Also, but I would like, like I would be scared so long, to so long go as to we sleep. retain control, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or like, how can you prevent we, we, somebody else taking control of your housemade robot and killing you in your sleep? <laughs> <laughs> like, God, like that's not a very big st- like that. So, like these fucking infrastructure engineers don't trust the printer right now <laughs> because it can oh, be damn. malicious. What what God, happens yeah. when, if you have a walking, talking somebody like a robot that can that can wield the kitchen knife in your oh house? Oh my God, oh. <laughs> that's a God, night. That's that's literally a nightmare. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I never really, yeah, I never really gave that thought. God, yeah, having these robots everywhere, obviously, yeah, if some hacker can get into them, yeah, who has, who has like all, of, who has the APIs? That's the guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that sucks though. That sucks. <laughs> well, maybe that's the maybe that's the cash that I'm looking for. Maybe that's the twist. It'll be just hyper, hyper, like corporation ified 
something like that. If like there'll be if they if they're clever though, they'll let they'll let all the robots be manufactured and be distributed first until they're in each home, and then they'll be like, okay, now we can hack. <laughs> exactly, that's the way you would do it, right? That's the way you would do it. And maybe you could you could argue that it's already happening with like Roombas or like Chinese manufactured like, uh, like vacuum cleaners that have cameras, have sensors. They can see in the darkness, like it's arguably already happening. Oh my god! Are you saying my Roomba is spying on me, bro? I wouldn't put it like outside <laughs> the realm of possibility. <laughs> but maybe I'm too paranoid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you are right. It's it's entirely plausible, I guess. It's not not plausible. only is it watching you, it's mapped out your. It has mapped out your apartment. Yeah, like it knows exactly yep. where everything is. Yep. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> a nice dystopian outlook on the Overlay Poke podcast. <laughs> some yeah, some like it's becoming a it's becoming a, a, a sort of like a a trend now. Like we do the we do the layers part first, and then we go down some sort of like a <laughs> some sort of uh, a, 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 a AI negative. nightmare. Yeah, yeah so we end up with some somehow every time <laughs> this is why uh this is why i think uh yeah we need to come up with themes or just be a bit more um present about uh topics to talk about i'd also like to bring on um people to interview i think that will uh, yeah yeah uh, for sure that would be, be yeah yeah, yeah 100% uh, it will be it would be super exciting to to have couple of members from the community come on and talk about their journey and how they found layers do a little layers yeah. plug there and then see question you can do like user interviews literally live <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think we should definitely do that and also um uh brainstorm some topics but also try and get some yeah. topics from the community to discuss because there's obviously a lot Going on the in, in the industry that isn't AI <laughs> that we could. That's true, but uh, also uh, I feel like Cur uh, currently, <laughs> so currently it'll be all AI. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be like that for a while, I think. But uh, uh, in terms of design trends, like some of these trends happen, uh, like reach their peak and play out like faster than I can, like faster than a new cycle happens. Like something, <laughs> something will be done to death without me even realizing that it was a trend. <laughs> like I barely caught up, up and it's and it's already dead. Like Bento. <laughs> oh, Bento's Bento's still going. Bento it's, will be around for a while. Yeah, it'll. Or is it dead? Are you saying it's dead? It was dead. It was to me. It was dead the moment uh, Apple published it. Like the, the moment <laughs> they did it. You knew you could you could have bet your whole life savings that this is the next big whatever design trend. So it was dead on arrival, basically. Uh, <laughs> dead on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's I don't know why it's why it's so popular still. I mean, it's I don't know. I think it's, what do you? Think? I think it's just a I think it's just a decent way of displaying enough information in a di digestible way but you is can, it you can i think if it's done right it is yeah a lot yeah, of people 
a lot of people can put a lot of like animations and text in there, but it doesn't doesn't really need that. It needs like uh, a headline and a tagline, and that's about it. And then yeah. uh, some sort of image or, or video. Yeah, uh, I think a lot a lot of people have gone overboard. Yeah, because if, think- if if you actually. If you actually go on Apple's uh, website and you browse their bentos, they they probably don't have any these days. But they're usually dead simple. They're usually yeah. huge, like take up take up the whole page, like just three blocks or f- four blocks, and simple simple title, simple tagline, and then an image, and that's it. And then you can expand it for more. But a lot of people, uh, I think, have just tried to cram so much info in 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 them and try and make each little box so impressive on its own it just becomes overkill i think i think there's a source of truth there for sure uh i think from at least from my layman's perspective the original thought for the bento uh was to present like like a pitch text uh amount of information in a very Mm. compact very immediately digestible way like big big headlines big numbers very simple graphics you can immediately understand a whole lot of context very quickly and Mm. then the nerds took it me including and then sort of souped it up until it was something completely different but now (laughs) i'm coming around to appreciate the amount of craft that you see in some of the bento layouts where it's it's not it's not that they're overdoing it with animation or detail it's that they're hiding it into like into an interaction. For example, uh, under a hover or something like that. So it's not screaming mm. out to you. It's not. It's not like everything is trying to catch your attention. But it's like a very pleasant Easter egg that you go out and seek for yourself, and then you can see yes. like, oh, and then you, then you realize, oh wait, there's probably tons of stuff like this hidden all all throughout the page, and then you're like you're like level of engagement with with uh the 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 site increases yeah 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 i think um the most recent one i saw i think uh was by the clerk the people at clerk yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i follow them as well i think i think they did it well yeah Um, for sure for sure but it also makes me wonder like from code from a code perspective like does that amount of that amount of detail, that amount of fine fine tuning, does that at some point start like impacting performance as well, or like impo- impacting performance on responsive, like in from from the responsiveness perspective, like tablet or or a phone? What do you think? Mm, maybe, but uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a huge amount. You I my mind you can optimize anything right um like if it's 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 you don't have to run code all the time right you can have a huge uh code base yeah um, but if you if you load it incrementally um in chunks and you only load the code or run the code that's visible on the page or active be it hover or whatever yeah you you shouldn't uh performance can easily be uh managed um so yeah I, w- I wouldn't see it more of an issue uh on performance on mobile you have to be a bit careful um, yeah yeah it's just a, a smaller screen and you just have to make sure there's no unnecessary code running or 
anything yeah, running th- off the view uh, uh, yeah. anything running off the viewport that could lag uh what's in the current but some of these some of these the way that some of these bentos are put together and how they play at least on desktop it all not only does it display uh like attention to detail in the design part of this craft but it also mm. raises my raise incredibly raises my sort of assuredness or uh, or trust in the development side of this as well it's not only was yeah. this designed well and, and curated well this experience but also who built this really knew what they were doing yeah i think yeah i think it definitely helps for um SaaS type companies yeah because uh, yeah like if like you say if they've gone if they've gone to the trouble of putting this much attention to detail into yeah. such uh small things then you're yeah. like well I, I that gives me the impression that they did that with their whole code base and everything is yeah. uh, tested and secure and yeah yeah got got that high quality uh finish and but now if you don't f- deliver if you don't deliver with the product now then it's gonna be painful <laughs> yes yeah yeah but yeah you've you've done the first hurdle right though you've managed to sell it <laughs> <laughs> you've got it the subscription no refunds like file a complaint <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> five 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 year contracts, no refunds. Okay, no thanks. refunds. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily think uh, it would work outside of uh, tech. Uh, like even the ones on Apple aren't mm. as detailed. They're mu- they're much bigger. There's much less of them on the page at, at once because they're selling. They're trying to sell simple products, right? Simple hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go, going into detail, I mean, I mean, they do go into a lot of detail, but it's quite, um, uh, it's quite explained really simply and uh, over a long uh, form. Uh, like the pages on Apple are huge, right? Yeah. Um, I have, there's a, there's a. I feel like there's a, a limit on on how much you can like if i already like the product uh or i or i clearly see it's well designed when you keep trying to sell it to me or you keep like you keep communicating in this sort of like a salesy fashion to me it's a big it becomes a turnoff quite quickly whereas like yeah i was already (laughs) in because i liked the design of it but now that you keep selling it to me I feel like mm, there's like something underneath that I'm not seeing right now. So now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> Does it not just sell it sooner? So you just don't read, you don't read as much. You're like, I already uh, like this. So I'm just going to buy it. I, re- I recently had this, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big, let's say enthusiast of coffee and I collect mm. various sort of coffee gear and coffee cups as well. And there's like the the degree of um, how you can design your coffee experience from the beans to the to the grinding, whatever. This is an infinite rabbit hole again. But <laughs> I found these really nice looking um, coffee glasses, and like I was immediately sold on the design itself. So I was looking for ways to buy them, but I was mm. I had to look for the basically the fucking 
buy this right now button in the midst of uh, of uh, of a sales pitch basically like it was it was many many paragraphs and explanations of why this is great but the design is, is so great by itself that you don't need to you don't need to sort of continue to sell this to me where where the design is design itself was self-explanatory <laughs> they're just proud Rio. they're proud of their product <laughs> they want to tell fine. the story they that's don't fine. care about that's selling fine. it. <laughs> that's fine. Like they can, like people can be proud of their products. That's appreciative. But don't, don't make me sort of go through the selling if I'm already sold, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, wa- I'm yes. wanting to give you money. Like why are you making this, it difficult? <laughs> this is why you have clear call to actions throughout the page, Rare. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but some people do websites. Some people sell coffee gear. So it's like those are <laughs> those don't translate. Very true. Right. All right. Well, I I have plenty to do. I gotta still do this bloody product hunt launch. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we'll call it a day there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or feedback for Rayo and I on Overlay, then please we send us an email. We've got an email, uh, overlay at layers.2. Uh, you can also just uh, DM us on X, formerly Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're now uh, distributed everywhere. So we signed up for Transistor which is a podcasting service, but you can now download and subscribe to Overlay on whichever podcasting app service you use. So yeah, nice. if, you could, if you can rate and review us, that would be perfect. That would be very helpful. And I am Liam P. McCabe on X. I am uh, Ray of Rights on X. And that is it for episode two. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye-bye.